What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. I had an agnostic friend some years ago, uh, not atheist. Uh, atheists claim uh, to believe that uh, there is no God and that the world and creation that we live in uh, was created out of nothing. So they believe the scientific impossibility that nothing created everything. But those who are believers know that if we look at an intelligent creation, there was uh, an intelligent designer that is God. Just in the same way that you look, if you find a book in the middle of nowhere, you know that that a writer wrote the book and that an illustrator designed it. It's the same way when you look at people, when you look at creation, you can say somebody designed it. So this friend of mine was agnostic, meaning as in he wasn't atheist. He, he believed that there was a God, but he just didn't know uh, what to believe in terms of, he said, you know, he had no religious affiliation. He's like, I don't know if it, if, if, if it was God, if it was just energy. I know something bigger is out there, but I just don't know what it is. When I got to the bottom of it, I realized that The reason he had these challenges with his faith was because he had gone through many difficult and challenging things in his life that that caused him to challenge and question faith and religion and all these sort of things. And so, but I love this person so much, was a coworker of mine, this friend, and this brother was, we we got so close and and we would spend um, hours just discussing life, relationships, marriage, we would get in deep conversations on spirituality, and, and he would always, he would always uh, uh, debate me and argue with me and challenge me, ask me questions to try, try to throw me off, and I would answer them to the best of my ability, to the best of my knowledge of scripture, but I would always show love. And so even when he would challenge me and he would try to be funny, sometimes he would try to get me angry. Some of y'all know people like that. Yeah, I know people like that. Like they intent, intent, it was like with intention. They want to get you upset, but see, that's when you got to be in your P's and Q's, no scripture, right? You to know the word but you also have to do it with love and so even when he would challenge me and I knew his belief system I I would always show him love and after some time I will never forget what this brother told me Uh, he says to me one day almost brought me to tears Uh, he said I would never go to church at least he's like that's what I feel He's like, he's like, Serge, if I go into a church, the roof is going to cave in on me. Some of y'all got friends like that, or some of y'all felt like that before coming here. There's going to be fire and brimstone that's just going to hit me. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, but if I ever did, it will be because I saw your example. But you know, something ha- happened to me. I, I started feeling myself after he made that comment. I'm like, yeah, I'm living for Jesus, y'all. Represent, and I felt I felt like I was doing. I, it was my doing, I, and I began to puff myself, and, 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 and I became prideful because I'm like, look at me, look at what I'm doing, look at the example I'm setting. But then I felt that nudge of the Holy Spirit. It's called a conviction. You ever felt that nudge of the Holy Spirit when you start to believe something, but then you just feel the Holy Spirit speaking to you, like, hey, slow down. I felt that nudge because I began to puff myself up and say, you know, look at what I'm doing, as if I'm doing God a favor. <laughs> like, look at me, Jesus, you see all I'm doing? 
but he quickly corrected me and he's saying, if anybody sees anything good in you, it's because of me. If you're leading and giving a good example, it's not of you, it's of my Holy Spirit. If, there, if there's any love, faith, hope, joy, peace that you're giving off, it's by the Holy Spirit. And we see in scripture, as we begin the Fruit of the Spirit series in the book of Galatians, let me give you quickly, quickly, quickly some context. The apostle Paul had founded some churches in Galatia, Asia Minor, in those provinces. He founded these churches and he built up these churches and he taught these churches. He poured his heart into these churches. And then after some time that he went away, he started hearing some news that there came some false teachers that came into that place. There were some Jewish uh, uh, quote unquote believers. They came in disguised as, as, as being true genuine believers, but in fact their mission was to throw them off and to teach them false things. And so, and so they were teaching these Jewish believers or quote unquote, they weren't really believers. They were claiming to be believers. They were called Judaizers and these Judaizers came in and they were saying, listen, they were teaching people, in order for you to be saved, you have to be saved by faith and works. That's what's going to lead to salvation. In other words, you have to have faith, but you also have to do things in order to get salvation. But Paul had already taught them, impressed, and by the leading of the Holy Spirit, he already taught them that faith, that faith is the only means that you can get to salvation. It's not by works, because what you think is good may be filthy rags before God. You know the people that say, I'm a good person. Maybe in your eyes, because humans, we have a low standard of good. But God's eyes is moral excellence. In other words, he has a higher standard of good. Good in his eyes is perfection. So in, on your best day, doing the best things possible, it still does not add or amount to the goodness of God. So he's saying, there's nothing you can do to win or get salvation. Now, it's only justification by the means of faith in the Son of God that is Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. And so these Judaizers were teaching him these things and now this church was confused. And so here he is, rewrote this letter, the book of Galatians, and he's teaching these people and he's telling them, why do you want to put yourself back under the yoke of bondage? You see, because they used to follow a law, 613 of it. They say you have to follow this law and if you don't follow this law, you're gonna be stoned, you're gonna be killed and you're gonna go to hell. God does not love you unless you follow these 613 rules. Jesus came not to, do, to get rid of the law. He came to fulfill the law. And so he's saying, all you need is me. Jesus, through the, uh, the Holy Spirit impressing upon Paul, teaching the church of Galatia that all you need is Jesus. He is the means. There's nothing you can do. And I'm so glad today that there's nothing that I need to do in order to get salvation. All I have to do is place my confidence, my trust in Jesus. There's nothing I can do that will make him love me more. There's nothing I can do that will make him bless me more. He already loves me. He already wants a relationship with me it's by faith in Jesus no other means so this whole book he's teaching them again because I spoke two weeks ago about how a lot of times God sets us free from things but we ourselves put ourselves back into captivity 
So he's saying, why are you putting, there's an aggressive tone in the book of Galatians. He's teaching the people again, and he's saying, listen, 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 a couple things. First off, I'm addressing some, some issues. I'm a true apostle because those Judaizers were questioning his apostleship, his calling. He said, I am an apostle. The other issue he had to deal with was saying that, that you can only uh, get salvation through the means of faith in Jesus Christ and his son and repent and give your life to him. That's the only means that you can get it. And then on the other end, he has to teach these people because then, then, then what began to happen because they were focused on works or good deeds, so they began to, to, to become a church that was just focused on themselves because it's all about what I can do. So they were isolated. They were disconnected from one another. There wasn't love in that place. There was chaos in that place. So here he is. Not only that, but then there were believers that they were trying to fulfill spiritual things in the flesh. It's a danger when you try to fight uh, spiritual battles with your natural abilities. You're always going to struggle when dealing with spiritual matters, but you're trying to handle it with your flesh in the natural. So he's saying, okay, I got to deal with all of these things and teach you that every day that you wake up, there is a war between the spirit and the flesh. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can stay up all night, go to the movies to watch, uh, what's that one movie, the, the Avengers? What's that one that people are going crazy, losing their mind? That's the one? I saw people in a line, three-hour movie. Talk, working 12 hours, but they say, I'm not going to miss the game, and you there the three hours. But then you come to church, and for 30 minutes, Go ahead, Pastor. see, there's a, there's, a, there's a war between the spirit and the flesh. See, when you, when you out in the turn up, you know you're tired. By the way, I don't know how you're over 30 still turning up. Can I keep it real? I got two kids with another one on the way. The last thing on my people, do you want to go to a party? you want to hang out? No. I want to stay home. I'm, I'm so busy as is, the little time I do have, I just want to sit doing nothing. Yeah. I don't know how y'all do it, but y'all don't get tired. Every weekend, where the party at? First one to be there, last one to leave. Where the smoke's at? Where the drink's at? But when it comes to just spending an hour and a half to a service, <laughs> there's a war between the flesh and the spirit. The flesh doesn't want anything of the spirit. Let's fast. People are like, Pastor, I got, a, I got an eating disorder. I cannot fast. I have an eating disorder. What's your eating disorder? The thing is, I cannot stop eating, Pastor. That's my eating disorder. In other words, I eat this order and I eat that order. I got an eating disorder. You'll catch it on your way home. The spirit doesn't want anything that has to do with the flesh and vice versa. The flesh has, doesn't want anything to do with the spirit. As soon as you can read all types of novels and series and books, but as soon as you get to the Bible, like, look, what this Leviticus, what the book of Job, what is all? Because there's a constant war between. You will give $200 to satisfy your flesh, but we say, can you just give a little bit for the kingdom of God? I'm going to just, I'm going to go ahead and hide because some of y'all look like you want to beat me up already. You will give your time to everything and everybody. 
would you just, we're, we're here, can you give us a little time, a little time so we, can, so we can volunteer and we can build our community and we can serve people and we can love people and show the people that it's a constant war. I know what that struggle is like. I know what that struggle is like. But you know where that struggle comes from? Because you are trying to do spiritual things while still depending on your flesh. You can only do spiritual things and overcome spiritual battles doing it in a spiritual way. Meaning as in you cannot do it within your own power and ability. I know everything else, you got a handle of it. I know everything else, you got it under control. But baby, there are some things in your life that you will never be able to solve. There are some questions you will never be able to answer. There are some people you will never be able to help. As much power as you have, as much influence or money or relationships as you have, you will try all your life to try to satisfy certain things. But let me tell you, there are some things that you will not be able to do in life it can only be by the Spirit of God thank God for his Holy Spirit thank God because here is the good news today you don't have to do it alone we have the Spirit of God that is in us that is with us and if he is with us Nothing can stand against us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, God. So when you give your life over to Jesus, I told you I'm teaching. Ah, I'm looking at that clock. (laughs) When you give your life to Jesus, it is so amazing. It is so incredible. I don't care what you've been taught, what you heard. When you are a believer, it is the most incredible thing because you are indwelled now with the very spirit that Jesus had. The very spirit of Jesus, the Bible declares that now is in you. You don't have to face life alone. You don't have to go through spiritual struggles alone. You don't have to face that thing alone. You have the Holy Spirit. He said, I will send you my comforter, the helper, the Holy Spirit. And it's so amazing that he sows the seed of his Holy Spirit within us. And the goal of God is that we bear spiritual fruit with that seed of the Holy Spirit that he's planted within us that is his ultimate desire for us to love him with everything that is within us with our entire mind our heart our soul our bodies with everything that we have to love him and to love people he wants his glory to fill the earth he wants he wants for people to see his goodness and how can they see his goodness through you And so you have to depend on the Holy Spirit. That's why the scripture says this. Let's go to Galatians. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. I told you I will be teaching a little bit. So so is it all right if I just kind of take a a slow walk on this one? Can Can I teach how women drive? I love y'all, I love y'all. Listen, I got three daughters, I, I keep saying it, I got a wife, I'm just joking, baby. <laughs> I'm taking the scenic route, all right? Look at what the scripture says. But the fruit, people who are watching me online, I'm totally joking, don't comment me, don't email me. I love women, women power. I was there at the conference yesterday, I spoke. Don't email me. Look at what the, look at what the Bible says, Galatians chapter five, verse 22 to 20. But the fruit, notice it doesn't say fruits. Multiple or plural. It says fruit, one, singular. But the fruit of the Spirit 
is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So pastor, why is it listing multiple things and it's only one fruit? See, it's like if you look at one fruit, but you break it apart and you have different aspects within one fruit. Meaning as in, it's very different from the gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit is also in Corinthians, they talk about some have the gift to preach, some have it to teach, some have it to prophesy, some have it to interpret tongues, some have it to heal. Those are various gifts, but the fruit of the Spirit is one, and it just has all of these different aspects of it. Meaning as in when you come to God, this is in you. I don't know if you knew this, but this is crazy. This is incredible. You have all of this inside of you. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Some of y'all reading that and being like, but pastor, I'm looking at some of those, and I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling in the love department. <laughs> I'm struggling in the self-control department. I'm struggling in the faithfulness. See, here's the thing. See, it comes through a daily surrendering to God. When you receive the seed, just like when you, when you plant any seed, you have to water the seed, you have to give it sunlight, you have to give it time for it to grow. That, that, that plant that's growing, that seed that's growing, it has to be constant, it has to be faithful, it has to grow roots, and then it begins to bear fruit. See, you may not be bearing these, these, these aspects now, but you have to remain faithful to God in order to see this fruit. You can't work out one day and start looking at yourself in the mirror talking about, but I thought something was going to happen. I did what they told me to do one day. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I do it all the time. I work out one day talking about, brother Kevin, I'll be, I, he texts me, he texts me, my brother Kevin texts me, pastor, remember 30, 30 minutes cardio minimum. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on the machine. I go to the mirror and I'm like, man, I ain't seen nothing yet. Talking about 30 minutes minimum. Brother, you can tell everybody here that it takes time, but it's not just time, it's faithfulness, consistency. You can't just say, but I went to service last month, why am I not hearing from God? Where you been for the last month? See, it's about consistency. It means even when I'm tired, I'm going to fight for my relationship with God. Even when people are criticizing me, even when people are looking down on me and calling me foolish for going to church and serving God, even though it may seem foolish to the world, I know that I'm wise before God. I'm gonna keep on doing it. I don't care what people say about me. I don't care how people feel about me. What does God say about me? I've got to be consistent. And so this is what it's about, that as you surrender on a daily, on a weekly basis, and you surrender to the Holy Spirit of God, you will begin to see these aspects of the fruit taking place. So then you, we, we dealt with love, joy, and peace uh, last, uh, two weeks ago. Today, for the sake of time, I will probably only deal with one of them, <laughs> and then we'll continue. That's why I want you to come back, because you're gonna be consistent, right? Amen. Pastor, but it's summertime. God is good. God is good. He's just good during the winter. 
he's just good when, when, I'm, when I'm going through things and I need to come for some, for some comfort in the church. He, he's only good, he's only good when, I, when everything is going well. That's when I got time, when things are going well. God is good? So then he wants our faithfulness to, for him to be in all seasons and all the time. So anyways, uh, I'm preaching to myself today. Let's deal with one of them. Let's deal with one of them. Say with me, forbearance. Let's deal with one of them. I want you to take notes today. Forbearance. The word forbearance is another word for patience. Can you believe that patience is inside of you? You that get upset in traffic? You that easily gets upset with your children when they don't do what you say? You, can you believe it? It's inside of you and me, patience. The, one of the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit, believe it or not, is forbearance. In other words, patience. Let me tell you what patience is. Patience is endurance. Patience is constancy. Patience is steadfastness. It's perseverance. Oh, I love this word. It's another, it's another word for patience. Long-suffering. Patience means slowness in avenging wrongs. Some of you, as soon as somebody says something to you, I'm ready to cut somebody. <laughs> but patience means slowness in avenging wrongs. Patience is love forbearing. Patience is self-restraint under provocation. In other words, when people provoke you, patience is, I'm gonna be steadfast. I'm gonna be constant. I'm gonna endure the season that I'm going through. This word patience is interesting because it's the work of the Spirit. In other words, it's gonna be hard for you to be patient unless you are constantly depending on the Holy Spirit because you will face adversary, you will face injury, you will face reproach, you will face difficulties, you will face challenges. And so you need the Holy Spirit to stir up the aspect of patience in your life. Because here's the thing, when you don't have patience, you hurt yourself and you hurt other people. When you don't have patience, you hurt yourself and you hurt other people. When you don't have, let me help you out. When you don't have patience, you get in the wrong relationships because you couldn't wait on the right one. When you don't have patience, you settle for any old job because you couldn't wait for the right one. When you, when you, are, when, when, when you are impatient, you get into scenarios with different people, you say things that you regret and you end up doing things that you wish you could take back. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Can we, can we keep it real today? And when you're impatient, because we live in an instant society, everything must come to me instantly. There is Instagram, there is Instacart for my groceries, there is, there is, there is fast delivery, there is a speedy checkout aisle, but there are some things that you have to wait for in life. And so you will forever be struggling because when it comes to spiritual matters, there are some things that you will not get instantly. And we begin to fight with God because you say, God, I want it now. And it's not in our timing. It's in his timing because when, when it's in his timing, he does it right. When you do it in your timing, you end up making decisions that you regret. Okay, it ended up getting quiet. That's all right. Let me keep working. Let me, let me, let me flesh this out a little more. When you are not patient, you do things that you regret. You say things that you regret. You act 
and behave in ways that you wish that you can take back. But it's so amazing to know that the Holy Spirit will enable you to do three things. Are you ready to know these three things? Are you ready to know these three things? Talk back to me. Tell me I'm ready, Pastor. I'm Because I, I want to I I tell you the benefit of relying on the Holy Spirit and not relying on yourself. Uh, uh, um, because we fail as human beings. But when we rely on the Spirit, He will lead us to decisions that we will not regret. When, we lead, when we're led by the Holy Spirit, He will lead us to paths that are uncomfortable, but we will not regret it. The Bible says that He blesses us and doesn't add sorrow to it. In other words, we don't regret when we're led by the Spirit. It may be uncomfortable. It may not feel good when we're led by the Spirit, but you will not regret it. Three things. When you depend on the Holy Spirit, you will be able to handle difficult people with patience. When you are patient, you will be able to handle demanding problems with perseverance. When you lean into the Holy Spirit, His purposes will be fulfilled in your life through persistence. When you are patient, i.e., depending on the Holy Spirit, He will help you to deal with difficult people. Does anybody have to deal with difficult people? Am I talking to the right church? You go into the office and you're ready for a great day. You came in praying and worshiping and you see that one co-worker. Not today, Satan. Not today. Not today. Yeah. There will be difficult people that we will have to deal with. But here's the thing. Some of you, how many of you have prayed for patience before? Prayed, prayed, prayed. You prayed for patience? Do you know what the amazing answer to that prayer is? When you pray for patience, he will give you difficult people in your life to teach you patience that's the answer to it so believe it or not that person that you cannot stand because you are viewing those people from from your perspective your flesh your human self that person if you begin to lean into the spirit that person will become a mission for you to say how can I love that person how can I encourage that person how can I be a blessing? How can I be a light to these people that are difficult? When you begin to lean on the Spirit of God, He will give you the power, supernatural ability, not within yourself, but supernatural ability by His Spirit to deal with difficult people. And those people will begin to stretch you to become a better person. You know what's made me grow as a person? It's not all the easy people in my life. Because there's some people that are just great. They listen to everything I say. When I give them advice, they listen to everything. Do you know that that's a wonderful thing and I thank God for them and Lord, give me a few more of those. But believe it or not, the people that's made me grow are the ones that are stubborn, the ones that don't listen because it's made me have to depend on the Spirit of God. Because there's some people, can we be honest, when you see them, you just want to hit them with a pan? Okay. But see, with, by, the, by the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will have you to see people through his eyes, the way he sees them. He will have you have compassion for them because the, the reason they're that, that way is because they may have gone through some things in life that you don't know about. And the Holy Spirit will press upon you. This is why that person is that way. Go love them. They need a word of encouragement. They need, they need someone in their life that will bless them, that will uplift them. Because now you're viewing it not by the flesh, but you're viewing them by the Spirit. He will enable you to deal with difficult people. He will also enable you to deal with difficult problems in life. It's an amazing thing. Patience to deal 
with difficult situation. Can I tell you that every test and every trial in God is not meant to destroy you or, or defeat you. It's meant to develop you. Are you still here? Every trial in God, every challenge, Every difficulty in God is not meant to destroy you, it's not meant to defeat you, but it's meant to develop you. So that thing that you're going through, I want to let you know today that that season you're in, God wants to use that season to make you wiser. God wants to use that season to make you stronger. God wants to use this season that you're in in life. I want to preach this thing. Yes, the thing that you're going through in your finances, God wants to give you strength, supernatural ability for you to see his glory in this season of your life. That difficulty is meant to develop you. And that difficult thing is meant to build your character. The very last thing, and I wish... I wish we had more time. That when you are patient and you lean on the Spirit, you will be able to see every promise that God, listen over here, pay attention because this is the last thing I want to give you. When you lean on the Holy Spirit, He will give you the ability to persevere and persist to see every, God, every promise that He ever made to you. Has God promised anything to anybody here? Let me know by show. Has he promised you anything? Am I speaking to the right people? When you lean on his spirit, he will give you the supernatural power, strength, and ability to persist and persevere to see all of those promises fulfilled. Can I, can I give you a truth real quick? Instant success is a myth. Ooh, let me come on this side. Instant success is a myth. There was a movie back in the day. This movie, uh, uh, it's, it's called The Karate Kid. Anyone ever, ever watched that movie? You, you remember that movie? In this movie, I'm not talking about the one with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. That man, listen, get out of here with that, man. Don't, don't, don't. Listen, if, if they ever watch this, I love y'all, but I'm talking about the classic, 1984, my brother, 1984. So the movie, Brother Tinez, the movie is about this, uh, this young man who wanted to learn karate. He wanted to learn karate because he was getting beat up by a bunch of thugs. And so he saw, he saw an instructor, a master that was opening up a can of whooping on those young thugs. And he's like, I want to do what he does. So he goes to the master. Y'all remember his name? Mr. Miyagi. And he goes to them and he said, I want to learn everything that you know. And so, and so Mr. Miyagi says to him something interesting. He says, I am the teacher, you're the student. I'm going to teach you everything I have, but you have to be willing to listen to everything I want to tell you. No questions asked. He tells him, no questions asked. He says, do, and then the young man says, deal. He puts his hand out. And as he puts his hand out, Mr. Miyagi puts a sponge in his hand. Because he said, first lesson is today. I want you to clean my cars and I want you to wax them. He said, here's the technique. Wax on right hand, wax off left hand. Wax on, wax off. And he says, he laughs, he's like, all right. Ends up cleaning the cars, he all happy. When we gonna learn karate? He said, I want you to sand my floors. I help somebody today. I want you to sand my floors. He said, all right, I'll do it. When we gonna learn karate? He said, I want you to paint my fence. He said, when are we going to learn karate? 
See, he wanted to, he wanted to get the lesson his way. He wanted to get the blessing his way. He wanted to learn and grow in his way. But he got frustrated, he got upset, he got angry. He began to question everything the teacher was doing because he was trying to get it quick and fast. Can I speak to somebody in this place? What he didn't realize was that every little step he was taking was getting him there to the destiny that he was called. Every step that's challenging was taking him to the place that he was destined to be. Everything he thought was a setback was in fact a set up for God to reveal his plans for his life. Everything he was doing, although it seemed like chores, because as he was doing, wax on, wax off, he was learning defenses. So when you get hit, You're fighting with God because you're saying, I want it now, I want it here, I want it in this moment. And God is saying, I'm teaching you through the little things. I'm teaching you through those tasks that you think are minimal, you think they're in them unimportant, you think they're small, you think they're of no value. You right now, because business is in obscurity, right now your relationship is not at the point you want it to be, right now you're, nobody knows of you and you want thousands of, of likes on your pictures and you're only getting 20 and so you're getting frustrated because you're saying, you're saying my vision is not happening at the point that I want to see it happen. He's saying right now I want to grow you, I want to develop you and I want you to have a strong foundation. But you have to have patience. Pastor, I am the most impatient person. You might be, but the Spirit of God within you is not. <laughs> Holy Spirit within you. So when you feel yourself losing your cool, start to call on the Holy Spirit. When them kids start getting on your nerves, say, let me back away, Holy Spirit. <laughs> He will give you supernatural power. Patience. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained only experience and so i encourage you to come out on a sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community you can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org also make sure to follow us we're on instagram facebook and twitter our handle is at myhopecenter i also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content make sure to share it with your friends and your family there's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages so make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the hope huddle podcast so again i hope to see you soon until then peace love and god bless